Hey guys, it's Sammy. And it's Juliet. And, and welcome, welcome to VFB. Hey guys, so we are back with our last episode of January, actually. Yes, this is um, Reviewing Live by Sadie Robertson. And this is the first book we're doing that is a nonfiction. Yes, um, and, and like, standalone. Yeah, Christian self-improvement kind of book. So yeah, this is one of this is one of the best books I've ever read. Yes. Um probably the best Christian book I've ever read actually. Um I also want to say that we decided each month, well, once a month we're going to review a standalone book. Yes. So, I uh, do we want to tell them what we're thinking about doing next? Yes. Okay. So the next book is called Since You've Been Gone. Yes. And it sounds like a song title, but it's not. It's about two best friends, and the one goes missing, but she, like, leads, gives her friend things she has to do over the summer that might help her find her pretty much. So, and I thought that'd be appropriate for a podcast. Yeah. So, I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, basically, how this is going to work, we're going to go back and forth, and we just wrote down some of our favorite, like, Chapters, chapters and points and quotes and in the book so yeah yep so you can go ahead first sammy okay so my first point is my first like, favorite chapter was kill the green-eyed monster so that chapter started out with, it was talking about prince, the Princess Diaries, actually. It was showing the comparison, and I liked that because I had actually seen that movie before. So, but yeah, it was all about, it talked about how affecting change is a miracle. And I really thought that, like, you know, that's so true. And I think we forget that. And how, especially in this, when you're in the spotlight, or not even in the spotlight, because none of y'all that are listening most likely are going to be famous. So even if you're like people that are just popular or, or are celebrities, it's harder for them to like sometimes remain in their faith because they get drawn away. If you get what I'm saying. Sometimes I think whenever tons of people like us and we're afraid to show our faith and sometimes it's like, Christians can get critical of what we're doing because they're like watching our every move, making sure we don't do anything wrong. And non-Christians are also watching our every move because they're trying to catch us doing something wrong. And it's just hard to stay in your faith. So, and it was also about how we shouldn't be jealous of, that's why it's killed the green eyed monster. Green eyes, like jealousy. But it was just about how we shouldn't be jealous of like what each of us you know, can do, so. Right, and, um, I know in that, um, chapter, I guess, she talked about Proverbs 27, 4, want to see if I can find it, because I have it on there for kill the green eye, or kill the green-eyed monster, but I don't know why, okay, um, it says, anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? So, kind of, like, explains the entire 
chapter of what was like going on and on the side of this book which I really liked she has these like little pink how they're like almost annotations or like notes sort of yeah so the summary type thing of yeah so the one on page 70 was living in jealousy will cause you to miss out on some amazing moments which is so true because then you're just always thinking about oh well I want that I want to have what they have and you don't actually get to live your life and appreciate what you know you've been given and you're gonna see a big topic in this book is obviously living and I think that's why I loved this book so much because um like I just think if we all need a reminder to live you know yeah so I guess my I had a lot of favorite chapters and I told Sammy when we were writing these notes might seem like a lot but it's not it goes quick so um I think my first favorite chapter was from no to realize and I thought that was a very like powerful chapter because it was talking about the prodigal son and she actually gave a like little summary of it and I think that's just such a cool story if like you guys have never read it before it's in Luke chapter 15 verses 11 through 24 and I'm not gonna read it because Because it's a long one yeah I really liked how she like told a modern version of it and then she read the real like the actual version of the bible I really liked how she told like a modern twist because I think sometimes we forget like those parables Jesus told were to like help us and tell us story like not stories but like tell us about things and they yeah. do mean our lives. So. And um on I I'll give like the page numbers for this in case you have the book and you want to look at these like specific parts in it. Um one of the parts that I really liked in this chapter was filling the gaps versus God and I was on page 19 so um filling the gaps some of the examples she gave was um like editing your pictures or sending inappropriate photos to make your body look good enough to be seen or liked um like diet pills to make you feel beautiful and then the like versus God came in like you are already loved just as you are you are already enough just as you are you're already seen just as you are you're already known just as you are because God is love God is enough and God created you formed you and is with you for his satisfaction just because you are his so I thought that was very very powerful so I really liked that chapter yeah so I really wanted to start with this but I wasn't thinking so I was just reading the front page of the book I don't know why like where the copyright stuff is yeah and I just saw the summary and it, it says provided by publisher but it's just the summary of the book and I really liked it so it's here is the summary in live say Robertson encourages and inspires you to make the critical choice to truly live passionate courageous lives instead of being carried away by the world's value system and I read that and I was like, wow, that's really good. Because mm-hmm. that is really what this book is about. And that's what our lives should be about. Like, not getting carried away by what the world, like, 
puts on you and the world's value system, but really living as God's child and not caring about that. And then, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to read. Yeah. I, thought I think this book as a whole was just like not being carried away by worldly things. Yeah. Which I really liked. So you can go ahead next with your... Um, okay, so the next one... Okay. Um, so the next one is Throw Yourself a Dance Party. And this is a very simple chapter, but I just really loved the meaning of it. Because it was just have fun with life. She opened up with a story about how she was dancing once in the grocery store with her friend. And this lady comes up to her and says... Oh, I just love how much you, it looks like you're enjoying life. Not a lot of people do that anymore. And another thing I got from this whole chapter is like living in the moment and like mm-hmm. because God only gives us so much time. And I thought that was so crazy because right before that, I had literally posted a Pinterest post all about that. And I'm not going to like read my post. I'm pretty much just going to go over what I said about that because. I think so much, so much of the time we're so busy worrying about tomorrow, but on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells us that tomorrow has enough problems of itself. We should, I mean, today has enough problems of its own. We should worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And how I, in modern terms, like you might not always get to have like hang out with the same friends. You might not get to always spend quality time with your parents. You might not get to do that peaceful walk on the beach again. And, you know, you right. just need to like live in the moments that God gives us. And yeah. And like, yeah, it's nice to think about the future and a sense of like, oh, I wonder what like my life will look like in the future, but you don't want to do it to a point where it gets you anxious of like am I going to be here 20 years from now because yeah be it the remember that the only thing that stays the same today yesterday today yesterday today and tomorrow is God that's the only thing that's ever going to stay the same and he is ultimately in control and he has a plan so even if we are so nervous and scared about the future we can find peace knowing that he knows what's going to happen so yeah. So the next um chapter I have is Turn Up the Contrast. And I thought this was a really cool chapter. And it kind of put it in a like I don't know. For like it put it in a way that I could understand it. Um, but she was saying how she was like at a conference one day and the speaker was saying that as like believers we are called to be people of contrast. And she was like, when I think of contrast, I think of the, like, edit function on your phone, which is initially what I thought. And I was like, why would you, what? (laughs) So, but, um, like, it basically means that we are living as people of the light and our lives are going to look different than the lives of people who go according to the world's values and, like, only focus on what the world is telling them. Because, like, if you think of the contrast, when you turn contrast up, the light, your picture gets brighter. So people of the world are going to be darker, but we should have contrast and we should have the light of Jesus in us. It's kind of the right. like, metaphor. And um, page 32, like, talked about how people are afraid of being different from, like, other 
people and like we try to blend in so much with like trends and like what we wear and what we say but that's like the opposite of what God wants us to do so yeah so I like that episode or episode whoa (laughs) chapter sorry I was just watching tv before we uh recorded this and like you shouldn't be afraid of being different because God created you like a specific way and he created you with your personality so and like you should be bold enough to like share your faith with other people so yeah so the next chapter that I really loved was Don't Waste the Waiting. And this is actually part one and part two, but like I'm just giving a whole summary of both of those chapters. So I think so often, and I do this too, we are like, oh, I'm just waiting for something to happen. Like I'm wait I asked God for something and now I'm just waiting for him to answer me and give it to me but I think we forget that sometimes God has a different plan for us and even if he does like even if his plan is the same as yours which it's his plan that we need to be trusting we sometimes are just like okay we're just gonna wait this whole time like no we can be we still need to be like doing other things and we shouldn't be wasting time waiting on like what we think's best which I think is hard because, sorry, if my words are, like, black, <laughs> I'm trying not to, but I think it's sometimes really hard because we're, like, oh, I have my whole life planned out. Like, I need to get it all planned out. Like, I'm a person who, if I can't figure my whole, like, future out, I'm not, like, I want to know exactly what we're doing tomorrow, next week, a month from now, a year from now, 10 years from now. But so I think it's sometimes hard for me to like let go and let God kind of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just need to remember that God's in control and that if we are waiting for something, he has us there and we just need to, you know, do it. He has us doing so. So the next chapter that I really liked was the lessons from five and eighty five. And I'm not going to go through it because this was a long chapter. But basically the five lessons that she was going through with the 5 and 85 year old was to live in the moment, surround yourself with laughter and the people you love and your day will be a good one. Let people know just how happy you are to see them. You may just make their day. See people for who they are because we are all just humans and surround yourself with cheerleaders for they will cheer you on in the best version of yourself, which I don't want to like elaborate on anything because we could be here for hours, but I thought that was, um, first of all, I a hundred percent recommend buying this book. It's like $10. Yeah. Very worth it. Um, but she was just talking about how with older people and younger people that kind of just see the world for like what it is and really do live in the moment she's somewhere along that line kind of get lost Mm -hmm. and again with like worldly things and um she's talking about with like her five-year-old cousins I think she was going to take a picture 
and they were like, no, we're not supposed to. We're just supposed to, like, sing or, like, dance or do whatever they were doing. And she was, like, talking about how that hit her really hard. And then she said she only has one picture with them. And it was just, like, random. Like, it was a picture of one of those times when you, like, don't even mean to, but it, like, swipes over on your phone and it takes a picture. So I thought that was, like, pretty cool. How even when people are, like tiny or super old they can like really just live in the moment and not worry about anything else yeah I think something this book is like really had really taught me I didn't even know I needed this book and like needed to just remind it to live until I read it and I was like wow like this is what I needed so much but and I sound like I'm trying to sell the book but like no it God really knew that I needed this book right now, like, to read stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And I think it just teached me to, first of all, remember God's plan. I already said that. But just remember how much, like, people mean to you and, like, hold on to that and, like, tell people that. Because I feel like a lot of the time we're like, oh, yes, um, this person means so much to me, but you never tell the person that. Mm -hmm. And I love it when people tell me, like, oh, you mean so much to me or whatever. So I think just really, you know, holding like, on to moments and people like that. And so. it's like, let's be honest, who actually goes up to, like, their brother or sister and says, like, I love you or, oh, you mean so much to me or, like. It's rare. Because I know I and don't. I, honestly, even friends at mm-hmm. my age don't ever do, like, very rarely, very, very rarely do that. So it's just very nice. And fresh a breath of fresh air when someone does that. Yeah, and I feel like especially with our generation, it's something that we need to get better at. Yeah. And just, like, expressing our emotions in general because we all know how that feels. Okay, what was your next? My next chapter is Celebrate, and it was all about honor and praising God publicly and about how God has given us an amazing life and we should use it. Um, Using it does not mean sitting in your room all day, every day, never thinking about anyone else. We all know we do it sometimes. We sit in our room all day. We don't think about anyone else. We don't, like, care about anyone else. But it's about, um, and also not being afraid to tell others about God, like, whenever you're, outside of your home, you know. So I think that's hard sometimes. You People are like, oh, yes, I'm going to tell everyone about God and all this stuff, and then you, don't. you leave your house and you're like, I, I, I know, I can't do that. You know, it's hard for everyone, I think. Definitely. But, yeah, because I think sometimes we forget. We're like, oh, you know, they don't believe in God, whatever. Like, of course, we're never going we're never to force God on anyone. But think of all the people that you had the chance to tell them about God. I've done this too. And you didn't. Think about their future. Like their eternity. It's not going to be in heaven. If somebody doesn't plant the seed in them and tell them about Jesus. They might never have heard Jesus before. Or they might be wondering about Jesus. But no one's like answering any of their questions. So, yeah. I don't know. That got me on a rabbit trail. But, <laughs> yeah, it was a good rabbit was trail. It was relevant. It was still relevant. So, yeah. So, 
And then, is that this chapter? Yes. So, I'll, no, that's the next chapter I'm on. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. So, another chapter that I really liked was There's More to Come. And it was basically um, a chapter about how a couple years ago she hit, like, the lowest, like, a really, really low point in her life. And on one page, she said that she was driving home from, like, somewhere. I don't know. And she thought that if I had a wreck right now, I don't think I would mind. I need a hard break no matter how hard I get it. I, And she said, I didn't really mean that. But in the moment, I, like, felt like it. And um, on that page, like, the little summary things that we were talking about, one of them was one day does not define your entire life. Like, it's okay to have a bad day, but you shouldn't go to that place in your mind where you're like, I need this, and you really don't. Like, you need to turn to God and pray. So, I thought yeah. that was, like, really I, powerful. Yeah, I didn't write anything about that chapter, but coming back and Julia talking about that chapter, that chapter definitely stood out to me, especially because, like, right after I finished this book, actually, I went through, like, some hard stuff, and I was feeling awful. And, you know, sometimes you have to just have to remember, like, God has a plan for this, and better things are, better days and things are coming, but. Right. Yeah. And, like, another one of the things that was in there was you're worth a lot more than your feelings are going to tell you. And that, like, only God can actually define who you are. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're thinking in your head at all. Like, um, you need to, like, not let your feelings take over you, I guess. Because yeah. I know that's happened to me sometimes where I've just been, like, so overwhelmed that I let my emotions get the best of me and it doesn't turn out great. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the final, like, actual chapter I have, and then I just have tons of, like, random notes, is No Comparison. And it was, you know, talking about how we are all unique, obviously, because God created us. And about how I think a lot of the time we compare ourselves to others and we're like, oh, my hair doesn't look like theirs. That's just a very light example. Mm-hmm. There's much more extreme versions and much more light versions. And we just sometimes take it like, oh, no, I'm different than someone else. Like, they're not going to like me, you know, whatever. And this is a lot. This chapter probably is a lot like her book, Live Original. I haven't read it, but maybe eventually I will um also they had she had a definition of original in here and I thought I'd just read it and it means present or existing from the beginning finite first or earliest created personally by a particular artist not a copy and I think if we're called to live original then that is literally what we should be we should be like unique and we shouldn't be a copy of anyone else because everyone else is already taken that's like that's a saying but why would we want to be someone else if there's hundreds and hundreds if there's why would you want to be someone else if there's no one like you kind of right and my when I was in elementary school I always struggled with like well I want to be like this person 
like, yeah, there's been times where I'm like, oh, I wish I look as good as that outfit as they, in that outfit as they did. But, um, in like third and fourth grade, I was always like wishing that I was this person because my life would be different. My parents were like, well, God created you a specific way for a reason. I mean, think about it. Like if we were all the same person, it wouldn't be any fun. You wouldn't like have fun with your friends. You have fun with your friends and family because you are all different. Like, yeah. Um, I think I used to do the same thing. I've re- I've gotten better with it to the point where I don't want to be like other people at all. Like, if someone will do something, I'll be like, I don't want to do that because everyone else is doing it. But sometimes I do still with certain things. It just depends. But yeah, it can be tough sometimes trying to live original. So. Yeah. So I have like, I have three more chapters that really stood out to me. But this one is more of like something that I actually have used since I finished this book. And this chapter is called Comebacks to the Haters. And. Um, she was talking about how when you do start to live originally and be yourself, there are going to be people that don't like you. And that's okay. Like, that's their problem. And, like, that's not something you should be concerned about. But... If everybody liked you, would life really be that interesting? Yeah. So, some of the hater strategies were haters will try to make you question what you're doing. Haters will be little. Um, haters try to take out leaders. Haters are persistent. And haters try to overcome their own insecurity by bringing you down. Which I think is like just the whole thing with bullying in general. Like, I think people always forget that people who are bullying someone probably don't have the best home life and are very insecure and just like... I don't know. They don't... Yeah, it, it can either be they don't have a good home life or their friends are mean to them or they just had something else happen to them. Right. Or literally, they're just jealous of you. It, yeah, and then some of the comeback strategies were be confident in, in what you're doing. Keep working with all of your heart. Decline their invitation. Pray and guard yourself against the haters' schemes, which I thought was a pretty cool chapter in my opinion so yeah do you yeah. have any other chapters sammy or can i go with mine and then we? i just have like a quote and it kind of matches with yours okay don't so it's don't let the lions stop you from living face them with faith and the lions can kind of be like haters and how we're just supposed to face people that are come against us with god's love we're not supposed to try to get black, like get even with them or revenge or anything. Even though we want to, we shouldn't. Um, and we're just turn the other cheek, like it says in the Bible. Yeah, and we were talking about that one day in our Sunday school class. How like, um, in the Bible, Jesus said, if one man, if a man asks for like your shirt or something, like give him your coat as well. If, like, someone punches you or slaps you, I forget exactly what it said, turn the other cheek, which I thought it was, like, kind of, that was weird to me that he would be, like, if one person, if a person is doing this, 
just let them do it. And I was like, <laughs> not even just let them do it, but it didn't make sense to me at first. And then I kind of like got a grasp on it, but yeah. So, the last chapter that I have... I would, yeah. You can go, because then mine is, like, an ending thing. Okay. Um, the last chapter I had was From Liked to Loved, and Sammy's heard me talk about this chapter. Yeah. This was my favorite chapter of the book. Um, and it was just, like... Well, let me find the page. Yeah. Like, you're gonna sacrifice yourself if you love someone, and also, like, everyone is always, like, throwing, like, hitting the like button on Instagram, but that shouldn't really mean anything to you if you get likes or not, and, like, um, in this chapter, it was talking about how people on Instagram have actually talked about taking the like button away, and, like, on TikTok and Snapchat, and yeah like all that stuff and I know they like you can't see dislikes on YouTube anymore I thought that was really cool how this chapter just like talked about the power of like being loved versus liked which is like fine but I don't I can't really put it into words but one of the like summaries was take a deep breath and be confident seen known and loved so I really like that yeah I like how they took away um seeing how many dislikes on YouTube yeah I liked how they took that away because one day I was like um on there and I like couldn't which I'd never liked seeing how many dislikes they had because it just made me sad yeah like, I didn't know the person at all but it just made me sad <laughs> like so, yeah, I think that's all we have for, like, the chapter-wise, but I know Sammy has some notes, so. So, I have, I'm just going to read mm, her one last note, because it's super short, and then I have, like, one chapter, it's kind of after that, it's quick. I do want to so, talk about that chapter, because it was pretty amazing. So, so her one last note is, I want to close with this. Good times and bad times will both pass. So be intentional with your time. There's no time to waste. Don't wait until you're older and don't wish you were younger. You are who you are and you are where you are. So thrive in it. And I honestly, that goes back to what I was saying about like living in the moment. And yeah, I just really loved that topic recently and just, those, what she said just really hit home, I think, about sometimes I know, like, you, we just wish that we were older, like, all these things I could do when I was older and younger. I don't really wish to be younger a lot anymore, but I will probably wish to be younger when I get a little bit <laughs> older. But, and sometimes we're upset with who we are or where we are, but we're, God has made us who we are and put us where we are for a purpose, so we shouldn't waste time again waste the waiting so yeah the final chapter that i want to talk about is actually after that and it's called live actually so i'm just gonna i'm not gonna read the story but i'm just gonna kind of summarize so oh wait can i go yeah 
So she was um got an Instagram itch one night, you know, that Instagram itch. I don't get it because I don't have Instagram. I imagine people get it often. So she went through her, on her Instagram and it was like past midnight. So she posted something and she didn't go to bed until 2.25. And she, when she laid down, she felt the spirit prompt her to open her Instagram messages, which is crazy. But she said, like, what? Why, why would I open my Instagram messages? But she did. And she clicked on the message. And someone had sent her a message at 1.30 saying she planned to end her life that night and was so hurt because no one knew or seemed to care what she was going to do. So she said she was messaging me because she just watched me, my midnight post of me preaching a message on none other than the prodigal son, which Juliet talked about. And she felt as though God did not want her and wrote that if she only had someone like me in her life to give her a reason to be alive, it could change things. She finished by wishing me my best in life and saying she hoped I would go on to do amazing things and thanking me for the video that she got to see before she ended her life. So Sadie starts typing as fast as she could, hoping she's not too late, you know, to message her. And then the lady responded, saying, I'm literally sitting on the bedroom floor with a suicide note on one side and a bottle of pills on the other. I told myself that at 2.30 I was going to end it all, and you messaged me at 2.29. So they continued the conversation, and she really was able to point her to God. And the lady ended up saying, your responses made me feel much less alone in the world. I still have this part of me that wants to just end it all and stop the pain. But I want to know the feeling that you were talking about. I want to feel the joy that you always exude. I don't want to die. I don't want to die, but living is so hard. At times, it doesn't feel worth it. So I think really that was just, first of all, a cool story. Yeah. Like, Like, that's amazing. What? I said, like, that's amazing. It is so cool. And then it kind of is just showing how sometimes we're like, oh, my goodness, this life just isn't even worth living. It's so hard because it it is hard. I'm not going to be like, life is so easy. If you follow God, you're going to get everything you want and need. That is not true at all. But it's it's going to be hard. You might get persecuted. You might have not make a ton of friends. Your friends might but turn on you and stuff. And just because we follow God doesn't mean we're going to become millionaires and get our own private jets. That's not what he said anywhere in the Bible. But we do know that with Jesus, we can, you know, make it. And also we're here only for a short amount of time. We have better, we have better places to go. Um, yeah. And we just should take, try to take as many people as we can with us. So yeah yeah i think that's it for this episode was there anything else you wanted to say no no go no. buy the book yeah go buy the book um go listen to her podcast whoa that's good when you said earlier in the, this episode sammy you were like and that's ju- that's just so good and i was like i didn't mean to do that <laughs> i was like <laughs> but so, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. I will see you in February. Yeah. Bye.
Thanks for listening to VFB. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on all of the platforms. Um, please go follow our Pinterest and Spotify at BF Books. And go follow Sammy's channel, Samantha Alley. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.